1: Of The Last Felony, Ion Dissonance, and Cryptopsy, there is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head.
2: Cheers.
3: Hey, hey, welcome back to Flying the Call. Coming at you a day late and on the first full day of the Biden administration. While we can certainly celebrate the fact that our leader is no longer an overtly fascist and dangerous man, here's your quick reminder that we still have a lot of work to do and undo, so don't allow yourself to get complacent. Now's a great time to get involved in your local politics, or at least make voting on election day a yearly practice. Today's guest is Bashful, a polished pop-punk band out of Richmond. Their energy, harmonies, and lighthearted way of dealing with heavy issues make their debut album, Driving, one that you can easily put on a loop and enjoy for multiple listens in a row. Stay tuned to hear all about it. Hold tight together. You know, years ago, I'm curious, kind of like, what is like the difference in mindset coming into Bashful versus uh, when you were performing as Hold Tight.
1: Um, well, I guess Bashful started um, when I was just writing songs myself. Like Hold Tight was it was a group effort, and it was a heavy, honestly, heavy James effort with the songwriting. And then I kind of just wanted to do something a little different with no intention of necessarily having anyone in hold tight be in the band. Uh, but then when it came down to it, <laughs> these guys are, you know, two of my best friends and two of my favorite musicians. And it just, we all know exactly how we play together and exactly what to do for this kind of music. So it was just like, ended up being kind of a no-brainer to ask them to uh, come play bass and drum.
0: Yeah, J- Jake and I have uh, known each other since we were, like, actual, like, tiny little children. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, I don't I don't think I know anyone that isn't, <laughs> like, a blood relative as long as I've known Jake. Um, yeah. And, you know, we've been playing music together since we were kids, too. Yeah. Um, you know, so, yeah, I mean, it's like, like Jake said, it's just things that you kind of find your people that you like to play with. And, um yeah, I mean, I guess, Alex, you and, and Jake had been playing these songs for a little bit. um And because I was living in North Carolina when, when y'all first started, like, practicing. And I, I did, did I even, like play did we play together at oh, all yeah. like the bashful
1: stuff at all until um i think well like we yeah i, I don't think so i think me and alex made like little iphone demos of our practice sessions and then i think i don't know if i we even were like should james do this because he lives so far away
2: <laughs> and for many um, other
1: reasons but yeah <laughs> <laughs> um he's an asshole um <laughs> uh, <laughs> no just kidding Um, (laughs) but i think we just wanted you to play on the recording so we sent you the songs and obviously you learned them instantly and then we had fun recording and then when it came time to play shows you knew them already and why why not
0: yeah i mean i remember way 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 like before even you and alex were playing together um you were saying to, I think you were talking to me and, and Pat Graham and saying, uh, you know, you are working on something and thinking about recording soon and maybe we'd all get together and record or something like that. And then, you know, like many, many, many months, I mean, probably over a year or something went by before that even like ended up materializing.
3: I'm curious, like what was kind of like, you mentioned like that process being kind of like a, a longer process. What was, what did the full like writing and recording process look like?
1: Well, it started out with songs that I'd had just like kinda kicking around for a few like more than a few years. Some of them had just been written for another band that me and Alex played in briefly called Cross Eyed that didn't really get off the ground. Um I have a sick EP out there. There is a sick EP. <laughs> that is true. But so these were started as kinda like songs that were we were planning on doing for for that band and then that band kind of dissolved. So I just was holding on to them. And then it was kind of just like, it's like kind of the old cliche of you have like all this time to accumulate songs for your first record. And then for the the next record, you you kind of scramble into write whatever you can to pump it out. Um, So these, a lot of them started um, maybe even when Hold Tight was still a band. I can't even remember. And then uh, just kept kind of would go, you know, I've never been like a super prolific writer. I would just kind of write whenever it came to me. And eventually I had a, enough songs for a 21 minute album. I feel like the way like when you asked me about playing with
2: them, I felt like the way you framed it was like, I just have these songs and I want to record them. Um, and that was kind of the extent of it at that time.
1: Yeah, more or less for sure. Just like I want to document these, get them down, and then if shows happened, that would be cool too.
3: Yeah, so like happening,
1: so like yeah. yeah. (laughs) So
3: COVID, like nonwithstanding, like what are the goals for Bashful? Like as a whole, like is it kind of like more of a one-off thing, or do you intend to like make it a a band?
1: I mean, I kind of want. I like it just as this is the outlet for my songwriting, no matter what it that happens to be what however it comes out um i would definitely just like to keep writing and recording and then we've we've played a handful of local shows which have been super fun and i would like to continue to do that once that is um available and safe to do and you know just hang out with my buds and crank out some jams
0: yeah i mean i think part of like for me part of what's fun about bashful is that like it's you know such an extension of like what jake likes about music in such a sort of like you know sort of specific and and you know just like knowing him for so long it's kind of like cool to see sort of the the most you know purest vision coming from jake you know and and it's fun for me and i would imagine for alex um you know being in the band and just sort of like helping to 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 kind of like achieve that you know like to to kind of just trying to do like not thinking about it in terms of like what what you you know like even when it's just something as simple as like writing a line or something it's like kind of fun to like think of it in terms of like well, what would, what would, like, Jake want? <laughs> like, what's like, <laughs> wow. what's, like, Jake's, like, ideal of a bass line, you know? And, like, and try to, like, you know, use your sort of, you know, knowing him for a long time and all that and, like, bring that kind of stuff into it. And um, it's just, like, I guess it's just, like, a really different um kind of thing than, like, when, you know, if I'm, like, sitting down to, like, write a song or something like that. It, it's, like, different to kind of just, like, add to someone else's song and try to, like, be not to sound like ridiculous but just like be like very like respectful of that you know <laughs> that it's like this is like someone's thing and you want to like do the best you can for it and it's not like it's like when it's your own song if you do a shitty job then it doesn't matter <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's like kind of like it's a song on you but like if it you know when it's like someone else's thing you're really trying to kind of like bring something cool to it that isn't just like what you would want it's what you know it's, it's helping to like someone else like really achieve like their their thing and I don't know it's just been like fun to kind of like stretch that kind of different sort of like songwriting muscle so i don't know i mean that that's like i guess i don't know if that's necessarily like a goal but that's like something that i really dig about it and and that's been fun for me to kind of be able to have that like keep going with you know even with stuff that we were working on pre-pandemic of just new songs and and kind of putting bits and pieces together
3: yeah, I think that's like a super interesting way to kind of go about writing that I haven't heard before. Like the episode that actually went up today is with this band called Calix and they were talking about kind of like each individually doing their own thing and kind of like not worrying about what other people wanted. And so this is, that's kind of like an interesting like inverse of that. I'm curious, what were kind of like some of the, the touch points that you had in mind as far as like influences when writing this stuff?
1: Um, well, definitely like Green Day and other you know, pop punk bands like that, like, you know, the Ergs and Dillinger four and just all the stuff I kind of grew up listening to. Cause that's still, I find that to just be what comes naturally to me and what is, um, honestly the most fun to play. Um, but also stuff like, you know, like Elvis Costello and even like, even like Bruce Springsteen is always, is always in there for me a little bit. Um, even if this doesn't sound like that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as far as like that, what James was saying, definitely like, I don't know, maybe that style is something that can only happen when it's someone who like you really trust and who you kind of know the intentions of more than more than others, which is what kind of why when I was trying to do this at first with other people, it kind of didn't work out. And now it's sort of working out better.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that like even... Like what Jake just mentioned about kind of influences and stuff like that, I mean, that's like all bands that, you know, all three of us just, you know, have, have been a part of our lives for like so long and that it's kind of like intrinsic to us, like making music, especially like, you know, I think, you know, I'm sure you probably talked to a lot of people in bands that, you know, that their, their trajectory in music is, it was kicked off by getting into Green Day, you know, Um and I, I think part of what's cool about Bashful, I think, is that it, it's kind of—I—I I, I think that like it's—it's it's just like Jake's vision of like the platonic ideal of like a pop punk band, you know, like and and it's—it's it's been kind of cool to kind of pull from all those different things and 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 all those different bands and, and put those little little bits and pieces into like one sort of, you know, unabashedly pop punk thing, you know.
1: Yeah. I mean, when I never really like have a band in mind when I'm sitting down to write a song. I just kind of strum till I find the chords and melodies I like. I just like loud, you know, loud guitar music with <laughs> with melodies. Mm, yep that sounds like green day yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fine it's it's freaking green Day.
0: <laughs> yeah i mean obviously like i mean green day is definitely like yeah. so in it it's impossible to not like have that be a part of it i mean i think even like me and alex like as a rhythm section i think both of us are like pretty obsessed with mike Durant and trey cool and like the way those guys like bring a lot of Little little cool flourishes and stuff like that into what is essentially, like pretty simple music, you know. And and I don't know. I think that's like a cool thing is is just trying to add like something something special or something with a little bit of like teeth to uh, you know three chord punk music.
1: Yeah, I mean, this you guys bring a lot to the the table, which I appreciate. <laughs> <from> my- <laughs>
0: My, and that's what we're fishing for here. It's for a, my it's stupid...
1: finally. Finally
2: <laughs>
0: <My laughs> okay, this, yeah. this is
1: great. <laughs> Thank you, Jake. <laughs> right. I guess we can we can end the end the show. We should do uh, more podcasts. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, one of the the thing that kind of like sold me when I saw uh, I saw Gordon from Downhall a couple of weeks ago uh, tweet about uh, the album, and that was kind of that was my first. Uh, introduction to the album and the thing that kind of like really sold me on saying like I have to check it out is like you mentioned the harmonies and the harmonies are something that I really connected with and I feel like that mixed with kind of like the polish of the album while keeping that kind of like punk energy at the same time is something Mm. that really uh, struck me I'm curious like how did you how does that kind of like writing process go for you as far as like you know keeping all those pieces so cohesive
1: well that's awesome that you Checked out the record from Gordon, uh, sharing it. That rules. Thanks for doing that. I well, I mean, I've always just loved harmonies. I've loved just layering them on, you know. Um, <laughs> and for these, uh, you know, me, James and I, especially like in whole tight, we would have um, we have a history of harmonizing with each other. And I think there was plans to do that, but unfortunately, since James was kind of like stuck in North Carolina and I just wanted to get get the all the stuff done I didn't really write harmonies until I was recording vocals and then kind of laid down the main melodies and then sort of went through piece by piece and figured out what what harmonies would work and what I liked kind of just went from there and I thought it turned out kind of cool nice
3: yeah and I mean some another thing that kind of like stands out to me about the album is like the 20 minute length I feel like really lends itself to repeated listens like i'll finish it and i'll be like shit i want more of that Um, could you like i guess talk about that and like if if you've seen people like kind of how you've seen people take it in
1: yeah um i just it's punk you know i love (laughs) (laughs) uh, um i've always loved short songs and short records we did that a lot with our old band as well
0: yeah, I mean, I think all of us, like, just like brevity and just, kind of yeah. naturally sort of lean towards that, you know, and, and that sort of idea of it doesn't, not everything needs to be, a, like, you know, three-chorus, uh, three-minute song or whatever.
1: I can fit three choruses in in two, 215. <laughs> I've seen them do it.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, I, I do think that, like,
0: uh, it is kind of interesting, like, I, I don't know if people necessarily key into, wow, I've listened to this like more than once because it's short or whatever. Like, I don't know if that's like a conscious thing, but I definitely, I find myself like gravitating towards shorter albums for sure, where it's just kind of like it's done and and I, I wasn't worn out by it. So I'm definitely more likely to turn it on again.
1: Right, I think I've been validated in that thought. By bands like Joyce Manor, who are, is a huge band who never writes a longer than, like, 25-minute record. And people love them.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think it, it probably also especially stands out to me because in the last, like, just over a year, I've been super into Fish <laughs> And, like, they're, oh, wow. they're three-hour shows. So... Uh... <laughs> Definitely, the twenty minutes feels like a breath of fresh air. <laughs> We're working our way yes.
1: up to that. Yeah, we'll be fish in no time. Like it's gonna happen <laughs> as soon as we all start smoking weed, it'll happen.
0: <laughs> I don't know how many albums we, how many twenty-minute albums do we need to uh, <laughs> to be able to do a fish set? <laughs> well, let's see. God.
3: So three, three twenty-minute albums in an hour times three, so there'd be nine albums. So just keep, nine keep freaking them out. Keep them out. I don't
1: want to do this at all. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and that's what, like, about seven songs for fish.
3: Yep, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't uh, know if any of us can solo in any capacity, so that's going to be a problem for
1: us. I think yeah. <laughs> we got to get some I, uh, drum solos, man. We got to get those drum oh, solos. Oh, that's I'll true. I am, solo.
2: I am morally opposed to drum solos. Yeah, <laughs> they, they offend
1: me deeply. and yeah. sorry, it'll never happen.
0: <laughs>
3: uh, and as far as like lyrically, I think like the kind of I feel like it's like kind of like a lighthearted approach to some of the heavier topics, like, you know, anxiety and depression and like feeling like the world's ending and stuff, which is, you know, especially being someone who's also very entrenched in like emo music. It's kind of like, that's also like a breath of fresh air in that way. Um, Can you talk a little bit about kind of like your approach to that stuff lyrically?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's sort of, I guess, kind of cliche that you sort of write when you're feeling down or upset or reflective about shitty things in the world. Um, so that's kind of when, I'm not like a down person, um, but I sort of, you know, everyone has things that upset them uh, or things that make them anxious or existential thoughts about the world. And um, it, that's sort of the times when I feel more inspired to write, I guess. It was weird, like weirdly listening back. I was like, these songs are like a bummer, but (laughs) hopefully they're at least relatable in some way. Yeah. I think that uh, maybe I'll write a happy song on the next album.
3: (laughs) And I mean, have, uh, has like the meaning of any of them changed kind of like in the year since it's been out considering the year it's been, or like, have you found yourself revisiting any of them in like a, a different way?
1: Um, yeah, because I mean, they were all they were all written before the this pandemic thing got going. And I uh, listening to them, I was like, oh, I feel even more like this now because of um, what's going on. So they kind of just like continued to to resonate with me based on the world getting shittier, you know? <laughs> <laughs> How about that?
0: It was kind of when when like we were talking about earlier since we didn't really do a lot of you know all in one room practice uh ahead of recording and everything and you know whenever i would get like a demo from from jake or alex uh when they just kind of recorded something in the practice space and then they'd send it to me to like add a, a baseline to or whatever you know you couldn't make out the lyrics or anything um so it was it was cool to when everything was like finally done to like actually find out what the lyrics were to these songs (laughs) yeah and i mean you know i was i you know i i will awkwardly compliment jake some more that like (laughs) i you know i i think jake is like really good at kind of writing things in a in a way that's like pretty specific but also you know you you can if you're a person who you know ever thinks about (laughs) dying or things like that you know you'll you'll probably like find something that like kind of you can really key into and it was just like it was really wild to kind of like play on a record and then later on be like wow like there's like cool lyrics on this this is a real this this, it was like a fun this like secondary discovery um which honestly like i think that that's like part of what you know kind of going back to that idea of like making a pop punk album with like all the the bits and pieces that you think are are best about the genre is like you know it, I think it's definitely like a, a genre that can tend to kind of only be about like hitting you over the head with like a catchy melody and and that's you know kind of first and foremost but like all the best stuff has you know, these like surprisingly kind of cool or, or dark or introspective or whatever lyrics, um, you know, whether that's like 90s Green Day or the URGs or like whatever, um, you know, and I when it, like hearing all the lyrics on this record for the first time and like really actually processing them. I was like, oh, that's cool. Like Jake's really like locking in on a lot of what's cool about um, kind of doing this. Thing. Thanks, James.
1: Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, anything to add?
3: And i mean i just gotta say props for making me care about a song called boston shitter (laughs) hell yeah you're you're
0: a title that like became an actual title or what happened um
1: yeah well it was called boston bathroom because it was about a panic attack i had in a bathroom in the city of boston massachusetts um and then the lyrics like boston bathroom are in the song and then i said that that's what it was called to Chris Compton, who is uh, the recording engineer on this record, and he was like, "Like that stupid, let's call it Boston Shitter," or something. <laughs> uh, and
2: there it stuck. I did not know that, and it does not surprise me at all. Yep, there you go.
0: <laughs> I feel like most of the song titles are from like recording, and Chris just saying what's the name of this song and giving him some like working title that then ended up being
1: for the most Actual part. Thing. Yeah,
0: that's
3: kind of how it went. <laughs> uh, and one of my favorite uh songs on the record is Fun. Um and I was <laughs> yes. curious could you like could you tell me a little bit about, about like that one and how it came together?
1: Yeah. Um that's one of the ones that was written a little bit like towards the end of writing that kind of just like came out in Uh, like one sit down, basically. Um, And it was done. And geez, um, I guess, like, lyrically, it's just about feeling yourself, just feeling, not feeling yourself, feeling the uh, the (laughs) time. That sounds very Blink-Witty too. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) yeah it's not like that at all
0: um uh he took all the best parts of the pop funky he cherry picked all the things he wanted, yeah, to, do, and that's yeah. what he wanted to get in
1: there <laughs> uh, just sort of uh aging over over time and how kind of quickly it goes by that's honestly pretty simply what it's about and then being bummed about it
3: <laughs> that's, yeah and i mean before we were uh officially recording we were kind of talking a little bit about the richmond scene and like i was just curious could you like you know talk, talk a little bit about that and how it's kind of like influenced you over the years and maybe some of the the bands that you've been uh digging lately
1: yeah well um our drummer alex who's here um on this call thanks was <laughs> <laughs> kind of when i first moved to richmond which is now like 11 or so years ago oh um when I, crazy. And I um, basically moved here to play music and because of the scene and Alex was kind of instrumental in setting up tons and tons of shows and bringing touring bands here and the kinds of bands that I like, like the sort of DIY circuit, touring circuit it was kind of what he did. So he kind of like for our little pop punk world like was a thriving member of the scene for a while, for years, which, was, he, which was awesome.
0: was Sweet Fest, which was like a cool little festival thing here. And, and that had like, if you like look at the lineup now, it's like, you know, a real like who's who's a, of, of like bands in in kind of that, you know, DIY punk world that all like really popped off or, you know, became pretty like influential. Um Alex,
2: do you want to talk about that? <laughs> we're trying to get you to go off, man. Yeah, they go off. Yeah, we look Stay Sweet today. I'd be rich, man. Not yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, it was cool with that. Like whenever I first moved down here, I feel like we kind of had like, you know, a little group of of uh bands that were all friends, and we all played each other's shows all the time. I'm sure people hated it, but uh, um, and then we like. Played each other's houses. Um, you know, people we were opening houses for us to play. So, uh, that's was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, and Alex like had several um, like DIY venues that all inevitably got shut down for <laughs> varying reasons and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it was it was like a really really cool time um, for sure. Which I guess, and it, it still is cool. There's still it's it's. I mean, it's hard to say now because at this point, you know, we've been in fucking covid land for you know a year or whatever uh so it's like hard to really like have a sense of like what something even is anymore i guess but yeah i mean richmond's always kind of like had cool stuff going on and always kind of had this yeah kind of a I, little bit of everything
1: you know i'm like definitely hoping there's definitely hoping there's something uh here when when it all comes back we had one of our best uh venues strange matter shut down now what over, was it two years ago now is that possible
3: it was probably think, something yeah. like that yeah
1: um which was kind of like our mainstay like punk club that yeah. had been around for ever and ever that <laughs> building at least and That
0: definitely like was a tough
1: <laughs> tough blow so yeah. um
0: yeah i don't know i mean i i think it'll still be cool i mean there's obviously like bands going here and you know Gordon's band Downhaul, and like there's there's always cool stuff happening here but yeah hopefully it will <laughs> it will bounce back once uh things are bounceable again
3: yeah and I mean I guess with being almost a year into the pandemic um and it, it hitting like so quickly after the album came out I'm curious like what what's been going on in Bashful Land over the last year has there been kind of like have you been working on stuff
1: Um, we had right before, uh, in the months leading up, we have maybe like eight or nine songs that we've all worked on together in preparation for another record. Um, and I've been, you know, slowly writing some songs here and there. Um, we haven't, we haven't gotten together for practice yet, which I'm hoping that we're able to do, um... At some point coming up here, and I'd really like to just make another record, honestly, and just keep on, uh, keep on putting out music.
3: Um, and then I always like to kind of like wrap up the conversations just by asking for, you know, a piece of advice or something you've been thinking about lately that you wanted to share, whether it's about music or life in general or whatever's on your mind.
1: Oh, Wow. And you guys got advice for me, maybe, <laughs> James? Uh, I think that uh, when it comes to playing music, uh, don't—I uh, don't know if this is good advice for like, fi- like to make you successful financially or whatever. But don't uh, follow
0: exclusively if there every anything else will probably come together if if you're doing it because you are excited about it and if you're doing it for any other reason it's just going to end up being a drag so (laughs) do music for any other reason then you're just about it yeah people see yeah
1: people see through phoniness eventually so
0: yeah we're all, uh, you know, in our 30s and have been playing in uh, (laughs) the little bands for forever. And I I hope we are, you know, until we're shitty old
2: weirdos.
1: At least until we're (laughs) 35.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I think a big thing with um, Bachelor being pretty fun for me is, I don't know, it's pretty like low pressure and it's just fun. Like I feel like every week kind of like, just getting together and hanging out with some friends its probably the least I've been concerned about. Like we have shows lined up and things like that, which probably isn't a recipe for success necessarily, but I do, I guess, push for that kind of approach to to applying. That just comes easily, I think.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that like that, that kind of (laughs) not all that, like low pressure stuff. It's funny that I, I do feel like, in all the the bands we've ever done you know whenever everything is 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 low pressure is when things actually go well (laughs) (laughs) i feel like other people can tell when it's when it's getting high pressure and Mm -hmm. when everyone's getting stressed and they're like i'm out of (laughs) here
1: exactly sure
3: yeah i mean it's it's the recipe for the most fun on your end and when that happens it's usually what people listening have the most fun with too sure (laughs)
2: Yeah. Pop pop Punk's supposed to be fun, so, you know, if you're having fun, you know exactly, it'll sound fun to other people.
3: Hell yeah, we did it! Another episode of Flying the Call in the Bag. Thanks so much to Bashful for taking the time to talk, and fingers crossed that when things shake out, they'll be able to get back together and bring us some more sweet tunes. Check out Driving as soon as you can. It's expertly executed, super fun, and a nice quick listen. There's a very good chance you'll be immediately hooked by their hooks. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening right now. I have some really awesome guests planned for this year, and I can assure you there's many of them you won't want to miss. Find the Call is brought to you by Sound Talent Media. A special thank you, as always, to The Alternative for helping to promote the show, Kaylin West of Tiny Stills for the theme song, and Makila Jane Palermo for the artwork. You can also keep up to date by following the show on Twitter and Instagram at Pod. Feel free to email any questions, comments, or other feedback to me at findthecallpod@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Hope you're off to a great start. Why Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of
0: that podcast?
3: That's Axe to Grind. Uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little, a little taste of it right
2: down to the shaky microphone and all
0: um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from uh, niche music podcast that, that you either love, want to love, or hate.
3: Yeah, imagine all the emotions that you have towards the genre that, that uh, has impacted your life, uh, and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week.
0: So triangulate your speakers, think about jumping
1: off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot and listen to Extra Grind Podcast.